0: Crying myself to sleep every night it was a complete culture shock here i was living my best life living a fantasy in europe in beautiful ball gowns think about it guys imagine singing in castles and cathedrals and treated like you're an american princess by all these europeans who think wow you're such a novelty because you're american right
1: every business is unique But the ups and downs we experience as we launch and run our businesses are pretty similar. We're Harmon Brothers, the team behind Pooping Unicorns and other weird but successful video ads you've probably seen. We help businesses grow through unforgettable video marketing. And we're no stranger to tricky situations. In fact, we embrace them. The goal of this podcast is to show how your crappy circumstances could be the golden opportunity that leads to your next success. You're listening to Poop to Gold. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Here on the show with me today is Victoria Kennedy. Victoria is the CEO of Victorious PR. And Victorious PR is a company that gets entrepreneurs and internet marketers into publications, uh, sometimes big publications like Entrepreneur, Forbes, and Yahoo Finance. Welcome to the show, Victoria.
0: Thank you for having me. I am so happy to be here.
1: Tell us a little bit about how you became a PR expert.
0: Wow. PR. If anybody's listening to this and thinks, what the heck is PR? Don't worry. It's just a fancy word for public relations, which is a fancy word for, you know, what people say about you when you're not in the room. Right. And how did I get involved in it is I'm actually an opera singer. If you can believe that a professional opera singer. And here's the thing wow. about being any kind of musician and any musician who's listening to this knows this, if you don't have anyone buying your music, you are not eating. You know, So any struggling musician who has ever tried to be a performer or whatever knows how important it is to get people to buy your music, to have eyes on you, to have that visibility in the market.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So from day one, I've always known the importance of reaching out to editors, building relationships with journalists, You know, getting myself on the cover of magazines, getting a number one hit single in Europe, all because of PR, not really realizing it was PR, just singing for my supper, basically, is what I was doing. So it's something that has always come naturally to me. And now I'm excited that I'm able to do it for entrepreneurs.
1: That's amazing. So you, did you study opera and and you're like legit a professional opera singer? That's amazing.
0: Yes. I even sang with Andrea Pacelli.
1: Congratulations. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. So if we yeah. look you up on, uh, on YouTube, can we find some of your singing videos?
0: You can't. And actually by a stage name. So you won't be able to find it if you put in Victoria Kennedy. <laughs> it's branding, which we're going to talk about today, about why it's so important.
1: <laughs> Got it. Okay. Most of our listeners are entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. Talk to us a little bit about how they should be thinking about getting started in the world of PR.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening to this positioning is going to be your number one asset. How many times, if you're a marketer, I know you're listening to this, and you've heard on the phone, like, yes, I want to go with you. Your product sounds amazing. You're thinking in your head, I got this, I got this. And the client says, but you know, I have five pitches from you of people who say the exact same thing right? Or maybe you get a message saying, you know what, you're the fifth person today who has sent me an email saying, if you, who wants 10 to 15, right? If you want reply yes to this email. No, it's fine. Like it's a marketing thing. We all do it. It's all good, but you're not differentiating yourself. Why should somebody go with you as opposed to someone else? Because here's the thing, guys, at the end of the day, if you're an agency owner, if you're an entrepreneur, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're doing something that someone else is doing as well. So how do you be different? How do you get ahead in this world? You have to put money into your personal brand, into your PR, because that's the only thing that's gonna differentiate you between someone else is doing something exactly like you, is your credibility and your position in your niche.
1: So as an entrepreneur, I need to think, okay, this is something that's important and it's something that I need to budget for. What type of budget are we talking about? Does it typically take for an entrepreneur
0: to get started? To get started, I can share with you some free things that you can and should be doing right away. So we'll share that on this platform, this podcast, you know, what you can do right away for free. I would say for PR, get in when you have that credibility, when you have five, 10 clients and you're thinking, yeah, I'm I'm getting it now. Once you start getting the objection of people in your industry who are doing maybe better than you, then it's a time to do PR. Not before, you know, don't try to toot your own home when there's really nothing to toot.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so do something meaningful before you, yes. before you start yes. shouting it from the rooftops.
0: Exactly. I'm all about, you know, raising the spotlight on people who deserve the spotlight. So make sure that you, mm-hmm. you really have something valuable to say, because at the end of the day, it's just about providing the most value to people and how you can do that is having the most clients providing the most value. Then you can really have a platform in which to shine.
1: So it sounds like PR is not so much of a fake it till you make it game.
0: No, no, you know, and I, I get so many people cause there's some shysters in the world of PR who are like, mm-hmm. you know, we all know those people are like, Hey, you pay me a hundred bucks. I'll get you on this publication. And like, Hey, and it's so skeezy guys. And that's not, and I think that PR has a bad name because everybody knows somebody who has a plug somewhere who can get you in quote unquote. Right. We all know those people. That's not how you do it guys. Because at the end of the day, it's just going to to come back to bite you you know i want to be able to google you and see your name in a legit publication and you get that by mm-hmm. earning it for all of my clients we start small we're like you haven't even been on your local paper how in the heck do you expect to be on forbes you No, know, i build yeah. them all up i give them a firm foundation so people don't see that and say oh you were nothing and then yesterday you're on now today you're on forbes you bought it right you don't want that guys that's that's the opposite of what building your authority is you've got to do it the right way anytime i get my clients on you know pbs on tv stations on news on forbes on entrepreneur i do it the right way we build them up all the way till they earn their placement in these big publications
1: let's talk a little bit about you and your journey so this is the poop to gold podcast of course yeah and yes. so we we want to hear about the journey that that you've been on so take us back in time let's go back to a point where it's probably going to feel a little uncomfortable to go there but take us to one of those dark moments where you just didn't know how you were going to get through you didn't yeah. know what the next step would be and it was hard to see light at the other side take us to one of those moments
0: yeah, well, which one, right? <laughs> and I'm sure we all have these moments. And so if it when I first started, I mean, I'm from a family of seven children, right? And I'm one of the middle ones. So I'm definitely not one of the important ones. It's <laughs> one of the middle <laughs> ones thrown in, right? And it's just fighting for that right to even be heard. And then being growing up very, very poor and told by my by my vocal teacher, you'll never ever get to college. You'll you'll never get anywhere but still fighting and ended up getting a scholarship to my dream college, which is the university of Southern California. The theme in my life is reinvention. And if you're listening to this and maybe the pandemic, you've lost your job or something's happened and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. You can always pivot. You can always reinvent yourself. I am living proof. I, I just did a TEDx talk about reinvention. I've been reinventing myself my entire life. I decided when I was very young, I was a very devout Catholic came from a very devout Catholic family and I decided that the quickest way to get to heaven was to be a nun. So I literally flew to a convent and entered the convent when I was 16 years old, because I decided that was the quickest way. <laughs> of course, I didn't, the mother superior made me cry every night. It was not a good experience, but at least I tried, <laughs> you know, and the same thing is I decided I wanted to be a nun. I mean, I wanted to be an opera singer and you know, Mm -hmm. an opera singer who's born in the ghetto, like that's not really something that equates, (laughs) but I kept pushing and eventually I got a scholarship to go to my dream college. So I just have this thing where I'm going to keep on reinventing myself. and no, one's going to stop me. I'm not going to take no for an answer because life is what you make it. I've always known intrinsically that I am nothing. And what I mean by that is not that I am nothing. I've always known intrinsically that I'm nothing but endless possibilities. This is why I don't like when people ask me, who are you? Do you even know who you are? I don't understand that question because I'm whatever I say I am. I'm whatever I decide to be when I wake up in the morning. And I think people who wake up in the morning and quote unquote, know who they are, are those who can adapt and have the hardest time in life because they're not willing to understand that there are endless possibilities and who they are are whoever they decide to be in that moment. So one of my biggest poop to gold stories that I will say is when I was living my dream life in Europe, right? I had a number one hit single, as I said. I was singing in castles and cathedrals. I thought I had, like, I thought I had it made. I was like, I'm living my dream life. I'm so amazing. Now, right? is,
1: the, is there kind of like an opera tour that that, that you're a part of or...
0: It was my own, so I wrote a classical song that went number okay. one on the iTunes chart in Holland, number two in the UK. So I got to tour a lot. And it was my own song, obviously, if you haven't told by now, I like doing things my own way. <laughs> so I wrote it myself and I went number one and it was fantastic. So it was like a classical song that was kind of modern, a la Andre Andre Bocelli, that sort of style, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got to tour and it was fantastic. Well, it was fantastic until the government decided not to renew my visa. So... Literally, I had to come back to America with one carry on because that's all that would like sort of fit. And I wasn't expecting to not, you know, get stuck in America. I had to come back and I had no money at that point of all the traveling and everything. It's not like you make a ton of money from performing. And my money was running out as I'm in America thinking, what the heck do I do? Here's the thing, guys I had no life skills. I had zero, all I knew how to do was sing. Okay. I couldn't even get a job at like McDonald's because I don't even have experience at a cash register. Okay. All I could do is sing. And it's not like opera singing jobs are growing on trees. Okay. <laughs> They're not on every corner.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. You, you got to share this song with us to tell us what to uh, go look up on YouTube. Cause all the listeners are going to want to hear this song.
0: It is called your time. Okay. Uh, but then I'll have to say my stage name.
1: Is that a bad thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I'm just trying to keep in line with branding, but if you, if you do want to check me out, I guess I could say it. It is uh, Marissa Johnson. M A R I S A 1 S not 2 Awesome. So so anyway, I had to well, thank, you, thank
1: you thank you for making an exception for our audience. I
0: know. This is the only podcast I've ever said that. So don't try to well, find me.
1: <laughs> you're going to vulnerable places with us. We appreciate that.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's so important. I think everyone who is an entrepreneur specifically didn't grow up and think, I want to start a Facebook ads agency or whatever it is that you do. Uh-huh. You don't grow up thinking that, you know, yet and yet that Facebook ad agency, which is so random. If you ask, if you talk to people at parties, I'm sure you guys know this and you t- they ask you, so what do you do? I do blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the heck, lead generation, what does that even mean, right? <laughs> but yet it provides us with the most freedom in life. I am so grateful that I'm a digital entrepreneur and we can talk about how amazing that is. But when you're growing up, that's not something that maybe that's on your radar. Again, back to reinvention. Mm-hmm. mentioned. So there I was. In Las Vegas, of all places.
1: So short on money, your visa didn't get renewed, so your tour gets cut short. Talk to us for just a second about kind of the emotions that that you're feeling around this.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) crying myself to sleep every night. It was a complete culture shock. Here I was living my best life living a fantasy in Europe, in beautiful ball gowns. Think about it, guys. Imagine singing in castles and cathedrals and treated like you're an American princess by all these Europeans who think, wow, you're such a novelty because you're American, right? And just think like, wow, my life is amazing to have that all taken away from you in an instant, barred from going back and just with nothing, no money, in, a, in Las Vegas, Sin City of all places, which is completely, I don't, you know, you don't think culture when you think Las Vegas, right? Yeah. And no job skills, right? And re, I, thank God I, I had uh, wonderful roommates. But other than that, I was, I felt like I was starting from nothing. I had no one, I had no job prospects. And I just thought to myself, I felt so hopeless. Like, how could I have risen to such great heights and fallen to such a low level? Like, how am I ever going to pick myself up? There's no opera here. Like how can I, and I, maybe if you're listening to this, the pandemic has destroyed your business or has, you know, taken away your job and maybe you feel like worthless. That's how I felt. I felt freaking worthless. Like the only thing I felt good at was taken away from me. I couldn't do the one thing that I had spent my life building how to sing opera. It's not easy. It's not like pop where you can be drunk and sing it on stage. Like (laughs) I wish, no, I can, it's, it's so hard. It's your entire body. You know, I'm constantly practicing or you lose it. Even now I still practice because I don't want to lose it. So to have that one skill taken away, talk about who are you? When we go back to that question of who are you? I thought I didn't know who I was anymore. It's like an
1: identity crisis.
0: Absolutely. An identity crisis, a life crisis, a culture crisis. I was at this crossroads where I just thought, what do I do with my life? What has it all been for? Like, what, why did I have to, what is my life for? What's the purpose of my life? What's the legacy of my life? I thought my legacy was going to be singing. Clearly that's not it. And I'm sure a lot of people right now can feel that if you're sitting there and you're feeling so stuck, we all go through that. We all go through that, but take this as an opportunity to realize this is the greatest time where you finally get to decide what you want to do. And I'm going to be honest with you. It may not be what you think it is. I decided to go all in on real estate lead generation marketing. Guys, I don't know anything about real estate. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I know now, but I didn't before. And I just chose it because I feel like you don't choose the niche. The niche chooses you. And basically what happened was in the depths of my despair, I saw an ad for an internet marketer. You know, those like $1,000 courses you can get. they like teach you how to do your ads. I was like, this is a sign from God and I am going all in. And it just felt right. I felt that it was a sign. And I said, you know what, God, whatever you give me, whatever sign you give me, I'm going to go all in. And it, to me, it was an ad on YouTube. That was this, this course thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I hear you. I'm doing it. And a thousand dollars is a lot of money when you don't have any money and you don't have any money going in. And so I went all in on myself. I demolished the course in three days and it said you need to get clients. So I literally went to every single networking event in Las Vegas, and um, this is Vegas, so there are a ton. I went to, <laughs> like, sometimes I would go to two networking events in one day, you know? Of That's just, exhausting. Oh, I was, but you don't own, um, you don't know me. Have you met me? <laughs> I'm unstoppable. I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do. And you have to be that way. Here's the thing that gets people and it trips people up is they always they all oh, do this but they have one foot in and one foot out. And that's where you're going to get depressed. That's where you're going to get anxiety because you're giving yourself an out. Burn your boats, shut the dang door and lock it and throw away the key. You're not going back there. The path, ha- the past has nothing to offer you. That's not who you are. Step into this feature and commit. And that's what I did. So I went to all these networking events. I started getting all these random clients, med spas, credit repair realtors. And I found out that I liked realtors the most. So I said, okay, I'm going in on realtors. I had made, I think, $1,500 in my first month. And I was like, I need to take this seriously, but I know that I don't know what the heck I'm doing. (laughs) So I hired a coach for $5,000, which to me, and still is, like, that's a huge chunk of money. But the coach told me, look, Victoria, if you just follow everything I say, you can make 10K a month. You just have to do the work. That's just the thing. You just have to do the work. And I said, I'm gonna do the work. And he's like, well, then why would you doubt giving me 5,000? And I was like, you're a good salesman. All right, I'm doing it. (laughs) And you know what, he was right. In three months, I had made the 10K a month, you know? But guys, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of nights where you think, why should I keep going? Because here's the thing, guys, I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about real estate. I was an opera singer, remember? I had to learn all of this stuff. And I'm here to tell you, it's doable, it's knowable. The biggest thing you need to overcome is your own mind telling you you're not that, or you can't do that. Once you've told it to be quiet, because you're sometimes just going to tell your mind to just shut up. Like sometimes you have to be like, I hear you quiet. I can't listen to you right now. I'm working. If you can do that, you can always find an answer because there's three things, you know, will you, do you know somebody who, if you don't know the answer, do you believe that you'll do whatever it takes to find the answer? Yes, you will. Okay, cool. Do you know somebody who might know the answer and is willing to help you? Yes, you do. We are all in Facebook groups. We all know somebody who can help us. Three, are you not going to be able to stop until you find this client the answer it needs? Yes. You know that about yourself. If you can answer those three questions, then you can get all the rest of the mind junk out of your mind. I was able to do that. And from zero to nine months later, I had built my business to six figures. When the pandemic happened... I lost almost all my clients. Everyone had been on pause. So there I was again, I, I don't know. I was, I was doing pretty well. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm so cool. You know, we get on our little, th- we think we're the coolest people in the world, right? I'm like, oh, look at me go. Look at me, I'm so cool. Nope, pandemic came, smacked me down real hard and <laughs> lost like all my clients. And so of course you freak out. I don't even have money for ads. I have no money to get new clients. And so I went back to doing what I always done in the past, I did my PR. I reached out to people organically. Within 60 days, I was a contributor to the number one real estate publication in the world, which led to them asking me to be an Inman brand ambassador, which only 35 people get asked in the world. And they asked me to speak on their stage for over 1,000 realtors. On top of other online publications, here's the thing, guys. If you're a marketer, these publications, they don't know anything about marketing they're so desperate for marketing content. And so what was I doing? I was giving them a ton of value. I was writing all of these articles that I could about value for their audience. So of course they loved me. And in zero to 60 days, my agency was back up running. I hadn't spent a dime on PR or ads. It was all organic. All these marketers, my friends were like, Victoria, this is the middle of a pandemic. How are you thriving? How are you in all these publications all of a sudden? And I'm like, oh, it's easy. I've been doing it my whole life. Well, I realize it's not that easy for some people who haven't been doing it their whole life. So I thought I could really use my thing. The thing is I've been in the spotlight my entire life. So I can give the spotlight to someone else who has a message to share. And to me, that was more impactful. And to me, it seemed like this is what I should truly be doing with my life. And so I switched. I started my PR agency and we've been, killing it, you know, and it plays Uh,
1: more into your superpower than the real estate stuff did.
0: And I have to say, guys, my superpower was not real estate marketing, but I told myself, I know this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, but I feel that my path is on this path. What I am supposed to be doing is on this path of real estate marketing. And it's true. I truly feel like I'm living my truth right now. I truly feel like I'm living what I'm supposed to be doing, but it took doing something that I knew wasn't my real path. It wasn't terrible, you know, obviously it wasn't having Mm -hmm. a, you know, but I knew that it wasn't my true superpower, but I'm here to tell you so many people say, oh, you need to live your passion and you need to do what excites you. No, you don't. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. Sometimes you have to put your head down and do the freaking work so that you can get where you need to be. And I know this isn't popular advice, but this is truth.
1: Oh, I I could not agree with that statement more. I feel like, I don't know why that sentiment has become so unpopular. I think there was a time when um, when society just kind of valued like grit and grind and hard work. And this idea that like, sometimes you just have to put your head down and just go to work and do the hard stuff and do the dirty work. And, and so, whenever i hire an intern i usually try to scare them out of the building like when when they're coming in for an interview you know i'll say things like yeah you better be prepared to mop floors and scrub toilets because we're going to ask you to do some miserable miserable work and and if that scares the intern away then i'm like they weren't the right fit because i need people who have this attitude of look i'm not above any work i Sometimes just nasty hard work has to be done and I'm going to just grit my teeth and I'm going to do it, even though it's not my passion or my calling or whatever it is. But I agree with you that by doing that, it opens up the doors to get to, you know, your passion and, and your calling in life. But I think people who are willing to, to do the dirty stuff find their calling much quicker than people who... Or just like, nope, I'm only going to do it if I feel passion, you know?
0: Yes. And are, are people condemning you to say, oh, well, you're not living your passion. So that's not. No, guys, don't listen. Follow your own your inner compass. You know, follow that. Listen to yourself. You always know the right thing. You can feel it in your gut. You know, don't be swayed by other people's opinions.
1: I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that journey with us, Victoria. How can our listeners stay in touch with you?
0: Absolutely. Well, of course, you know, there's my website, victoriouspr.com. Victoria, you know, plan my, plan my name, haha. Branding. See, branding's important. But what I'd also like to say is, you know, I'm a normal person. Guys, find me on Facebook, Victoria J Kennedy. Find me on Facebook. Send me a message. Say, you heard me on this podcast. You loved it. You hated it. You had a question. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm a human person and I like to connect to people, human to human.
1: Here's a question for you, Victoria. From a branding perspective, what made you decide to separate your, your singer life and brand from your current you know, PR brand? What, what went into that decision to separate those two rather than combining them?
0: So here's the thing for men versus women, and you're a man, so maybe you don't have this problem. There is still a challenge for women to be taken seriously in the business, and especially in Las Vegas. There's a lot of, oh, hon, ho, darling, Mm -hmm. right? And when I was an opera singer, I was treated like a glass doll almost. Oh, she's an opera singer. Isn't that precious? Not saying that. No, I work hard to be an opera singer. It's Mm -hmm. hard work. But I was treated like this. Sort of, oh, yeah, but she doesn't have a head for business. She's a singer. And it was very important for me to say, this is who I am now. Again, deciding a new Mm -hmm. reinvention of myself of, no, I'm going to be this name. I'm going to be this person because I know who I am. And people don't. People think that being an opera singer is weak or whatever, but that's, I need to do this for me because I'm starting this new path. Victoria Kennedy is powerful and she does business and she does business well. So that's why I did it.
1: The double standards. The, mm-hmm. that exist, I, I feel are, are so frustrating. One that, that comes to mind immediately. I grew up very, very confident. I kind of had this innate confidence built into me. And when I was a little kid, people would describe me with words like, oh, he's a go-getter, you know, he's, he's really ambitious, he's gonna go places, you know, that type of thing. And my oldest daughter, I believe, was blessed with, you know, with that same type of confidence. But I've started to observe that people don't describe her in the same way that they that they described me. And it's only because she's a girl. And instead yeah. of using words like they used on me, they're now using words like, she's aggressive. And that just breaks my heart. Because yeah. I believe what she has is a blessing, but yet society is trying to turn it into a negative only because she's she's a girl. And that's not, that's not fair at all. So, so I, I hear where you're coming from.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes. It's um as a woman, I want to be really treated with respect in the marketplace. And unfortunately, you know, society, we're not there yet. And I, and I'm not one of those, those women who are just, Oh, it's terrible. And Hey, you know, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I just, I just accept it. And I, and I work with it. So I accept that it's the way it is. So I'll change my name and I've present myself in a certain way because as, as much as I'd love to say, You know, women can wear whatever they want and be respected. And it's not biologically, it's not the case. So I always am mindful of that. And it is what it is. And I'm not saying it's bad or it's good. But I just, I I dress the way I dress. I look the way I do and I speak the way I do because I need to be respected as a woman. And I understand that that comes with some maybe handicaps in some way. And so I just do my best to overcome that so that when people meet me, they see the business owner that I am and they respect me because of the integrity of my work.
1: I love it. Thank you for sharing. Okay, once again, uh, Victoria, thank you for coming on the show. We're so grateful to have you here. And for our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. At Harmon Brothers, we're known for what we call our hero campaigns. These are big nationwide campaigns for brands like Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple Mattresses, Lumi deodorant and many others. What makes these campaigns special is that they've helped scale those businesses by tens of millions of dollars each. Now, companies reach out to us on a regular basis wanting a hero campaign. They want that type of growth. They want that type of branding and they want that type of awareness. But the simple reality is most businesses and entrepreneurs aren't yet quite ready for that level of growth. So we've built what we call a hero incubator that is designed to help entrepreneurs and companies prepare for a hero campaign and to be ready for the type of growth that they're looking for. The hero incubator starts with a marketing audit. We offer these marketing audits for free and you can apply for one at harmanbrothers.com forward slash audit.